When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Slendy, hey, go. Slendy, hey. Hit it up the park. Hit it up the park. Hit it with a strike. Hit it with a strike. From the national anthem, anthem. to the bottom of the night. I'm in. Slendy, hey, go. Slendy, hey, go. Slendy, hey, go. Slendy, hey. You already know what's up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 488 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is October 11th, 2023. We got another player review today. If you missed it yesterday, I kicked off the 2023 Padres player reviews with Manny Machado. Talked about his season and what's next and the health and all that. And today, going to be doing Jake Cronenworth. And then tomorrow, don't know how I'm doing yet. But usually what I'm going to be doing here, this is the plan, is probably Monday through Friday. Probably sometime in the morning here, doing a player review each day. And for the lesser players, combine a show and do a couple players, maybe a few players in one show. These aren't going to be... The longest shows not going to be an hour long or anything like that unless there's like a lot of people in the chat and there's a lot of comments or something happens. But just something for Padres fans to to watch, to listen to every day uh, during the week, pretty much through the rest of this postseason because the Padres aren't going to be in the postseason. Before we get to the crony uh, season review, I guess I got to shout out the the Texas Rangers, right? I mean... The, the San Diego Rangers, they have so many former Padres in that organization, from Bruce Brochi to Chris Young. Nick Hunley, I think, is a special assistant to Chris Young in that Texas Rangers front office. And then you got on the field, well, I shouldn't say on the field, but in the dugout, Travis Jankowski on the bench, Austin Hedges on the bench. Um, who am I forgetting on this team? I know I'm Will Venable is, I think, the bench coach for the Rangers. I think he's the bench coach for Bochi. Uh, you could even go to their front office. Mich- My- Micheline, Mike, Micheline, Micheline, I'm probably botching her name, but she was uh, someone that helped out AJ Preller in the Padres front office. Micheline Curtis, I think, is her name. She recently went over to the Texas Rangers, I want to say before this 2023 season to be in their front office. And so she is even a part of this. So uh, Matt Bush is someone else, you know, obviously a former top pick for the San Diego Padres. And obviously it didn't work out with the Padres, but it's good that he was able to uh, rebound, you know, just personally for him. 
and he's going to the ALCS. So congratulations to all them. Boach, Chris Young, who's the GM there, I think, or president of baseball ops. Super smart guy. Nick Hunley, Matt Bush, Will Venable, Austin Hedges, Travis Jankowski. If I'm missing someone, let me know. Um, I think Ian Kinsler. Now, Ian Kinsler flipped off Padres fans, so I'm not going to act like I'm Super happy that Ian Kinsler, oh, he's, a, he's an assistant in the Rangers front office. Good for him. I'm not a big Ian Kinsler fan, but he is another former Padre player that is going to be a part of this success. Um, and then the Twins, Astros, they have their series continuing um, later today. There's three games, actually, today. Uh, Astros, Twins, Twins got a win to keep their season alive. They've got Pablo Lopez waiting in game five if they can push it to a game five. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Emilio Pagan pitched yesterday for the Twins, former Padre, obviously. And then we got Dodgers D-backs, I think, tonight at six. Dodgers, hopefully they get swept tonight. Lance Lynn is going to be on the mound for them. So who knows what's going to happen there. And then Phillies Braves, I think, is at two o'clock today. That series is tied 1-1. What an entertaining ending. That was to that game. Uh, but just a little playoff update there. And now, without further ado, let's get into the Jake Cronenworth season review. Obviously, this year was, just like Manny Machado, a disappointing season for Jake Cronenworth. Maybe it was more of a disappointing season for Jake than Manny, because Manny at least finished with 30 home runs. I think his OPS Plus was over 100. You look at Crony. I mean, this was a bad year. This was a bad year. I know he had the injury at the end, but his season had pretty much already been written before he got hurt. He only had 10 home runs, which he's not a 30 home run hitter. Like, if people expected Crony to go from second base to first base and all of a sudden turn into Freddie Freeman, I don't know what to tell you. That's not who Jake Cronenworth is, but he is a better player than what 2020 three was like he needs to be better than that just like I said that about Manny yesterday he had a 92 OPS plus and 100 is a league average and this is a guy that just got an extension at the beginning of the season which doesn't start by the way until this coming season in 2024 so he's signed through I think 2030 seven years 80 million dollar extension and he was a below league average offensive player his war was one baseball reference at least according to them 229 average, 48 runs driven in, 312 on base percentage, 378 slug. So that's not a big difference there. As OPS, you add that up on base and slug, you get 689. And again, I'm not expecting Jake Cronenworth. I wasn't expecting Jake Cronenworth to be as good as Freddie Freeman or be as good as someone like Paul Goldschmidt or someone Pete Alonzo, something like that. That's not who he is. He's not... He's not a first baseman. Um, you know, the Padres, they signed Xander Bogart, and so they made Jake Cronenworth into a first baseman and said, yeah, we're going to have Kim play second base, and Jake, you're going to go play first base. Like, that's just what it was. Um, so was that a little bit unfair to him? Probably. But, and, and you could say, was that really necessary to bring, Cron to bring uh, excuse me, Xander in because you're just having Crony go play first base? when you're not going to get that offensive production out of him that you would get out of a, 
a regular first baseman that other teams that you're competing against would get, right? And what I said to that was, well, if Xander Bogarts is going to be the Boston Red Sox, Xander Bogarts, then yeah, it probably is worth it because the Padres were trying to get their best offense for 2023. You had Soto, you had Manny. You didn't know that Manny was going to have a bad year. You didn't know Crony was going to have a bad year. You had those guys, Tatis coming back, obviously. And you missed out on Jose Abreu. He didn't even have that good of a regular season. I know he's tearing it up right now in the postseason, which obviously sucks because the Twins are the team that I'm rooting for in this postseason. But um, he, he didn't have that good of a regular season, but it's still Jose Abreu. Like, you still know the track record. Um, missed out on him. They weren't going to overpay for Josh Bell, and I was fine with that. Brandon Jury, it seemed like he wanted to go back to the Angels. I don't really know if the Padres, like, went all in on Brandon Drury or, you know, made him a competitive offer to what the Angels gave him. Um, they weren't going to bring back Will to start. At least that's what I'm thinking. Like, the Reds, they made him, they gave him money where he was going to start the year as a starter, I think in the outfield with the Reds. Maybe it was at first because I think Votto was coming back from an injury. But you get my point. Like, situationally, they weren't going to pay Profar what he was asking, there were limited options. Now, you could have just paid those guys and you would have paid a whole lot less money in total to those guys than you would to $280 million to Xander Bogarts, but they were trying to bring in another star. Another guy, you know, Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller, he said this in his Zoom conference last week, like the organization, at least the top of it, they value having fans being able to purchase jerseys of Guys, like knowing that they're going to be here for the next decade. Manny's going to be here. Musgrove's going to be here. Tatis is going to be here. Cronenworth's going to be here. Like they value that. So they wanted to bring in someone else. And Xander Bogarts does have the track record. And I think that next year will be a better year for Xander Bogarts. I don't mean to make this into a Xander Bogarts thing, but they are connected because now with Bogarts here, Cronenworth gets moved to first base. He has to learn a new position. And then his uh, his value gets dinged because, of course, he doesn't bring as much value as Pete Alonso or Freddie Freeman because he's not a first he's not a power hitting first baseman. It's his first year at the position. He's playing out of position, you know. Uh, but that's what happens when the front office went out and they got Sander Bogarts. But getting back to Cronenworth, like overall this season, yeah, it was a disappointing year for sure, and it needs to be better. And there's some, I know there's some people in the YouTube comments that like, they don't like me using the big four because that's devaluing the other guys on the team, right? I'm just using that because when I say the big four, everyone knows who I'm talking about and everyone uses the big four phrase. Like we know who the big four are and that's fine. You don't want me to use the big four phrase. Okay. Bogart, Soto, Tatis, Manny, you know who that is, but if you're going to put a fifth guy in there right now, maybe you'd put someone like Ha-Sung Kim. But before the season, going into the season, that fifth guy was Jake Cronenworth. And you look at the postseason teams around baseball, if you're a top-heavy lineup and you have four guys, three guys, that's it, you're probably not going to have a ton of success. But if you have some depth in the lineup, and you're sure you want to have like your superstar players, but you got to have depth behind that. You got to have productive players behind that. And that was a big problem this year with this Padres team. You bring in Cruz, you bring in Carpenter, those guys were not productive enough. Cronoworth was not productive enough. 
Grisham not productive enough, right? Like, and then you, instead of just being like, okay, you got four guys who are productive and then look at the rest. No, it's not four guys that are productive because Manny was not good enough. Bogarts was not good enough. And then you look at Soto and you look at Tatis. Okay, you could put them in the group that, okay, it's productive. You add Hassan Kim to that. That's three. Who else in your lineup is productive enough? Who else was doing their job enough? You can point to the catching position, okay, with Campy and with Gary Sanchez. But Gary did fall off a little bit production-wise after that amazing start, which was expected. He wasn't going to hit like that his entire Padres season. Uh, Campy was out for a long period of time. Austin Nola was relied upon heavily uh, in the first part of the season, and he wasn't producing. So it, when you look at – if you want to point to the catching position, it wasn't like – as productive as it still probably needed to be, especially when you consider the rest of the lineup not being as productive as it needed to be, right? So again, going back to Crony, like he is a part of that depth. He is a part of the guys that are not named Tati, Soto, Manny, Bogarts that need to be better because this is a team thing, right? You got, you're going to have guys that are going to slump. It's just going to happen. That's baseball. Crony's going to slump. But when Manny's slumping, when Tatis is slumping, when Soto's having a bad month or a bad couple months, or when Bogart's is having a bad couple months, or his wrist is hurt, who's going to pick up that slack? Right? So, yeah. And then Crony, again, he's here. Like, we can talk about, oh, should the Padres move Jake Cronenworth? Because this is a season review. So it's, all, it's not just a review of the season, but looking on what could happen next year, we could talk about, should the Padres move Jake Cronenworth? And, some would say yes because, well, you'd rather have Hassan Kim play second. He's a better player than Jake Cronenworth is right now. Xander Bogarts, no one's taking that contract. Manny's staying here, obviously. Tatis is staying here. You don't want to trade Soto. Maybe you can save some money by trading Jake Cronenworth. Um, and you can free up some money. Maybe you give Hassan Kim a contract, right? Maybe that's the Padres. They decide, man, that's the guy we actually want long-term production-wise, over Jake Cronenworth. But what I would say to that is that's much easier to say than to actually pull off. I mean, what team is going to take the Jake Cronenworth contract when they can look at the same numbers that the Padres can and see that every year offensively has gotten worse on base percentage? In 2020, I know it was a short season, but 354. 2021, 340. 2022, 332. 2023, 312. You look at the OPS. 831 in 2020. In 21, it was 800. In 22, it was 722. And in 23, it was 689. Like it keeps going down. The production keeps going down. I, I don't think that every year the production is going to go down because then he's going to be a really bad player. Um, but it can't keep happening for sure. And what I would I was trying to, before coming on here, and be like, what needs to change and try to figure out what needs to change from Jake Cronenworth, like looking at the ground ball rate and the walks and uh, hard hit percentage and the fly ball. But when you look at 23 compared to 22, there's not a whole lot of differences. Exit velocity down like one mile per hour. I mean, 87.3 in 22, 86.4 this year. The walk percentage was a little bit down. The strikeout rate, though, was down. Um, 
hard hit percentage was a little bit down. Line drive rate was actually up. Line drive percentage. Ground ball percentage was a little bit up. 35.8 last year. 36.5 in 23. The fly ball percentage was down. So I was thinking during the season, like, no, Crony's a guy that he's trying to launch it too much. Too much, excuse me. He's getting out of who Jake Cronenworth is. He needs to be a line, a more line drive guy. But you look at the line drive percentage, it, it was higher this year than it was last year. The ground ball rate was higher than it was last year. So it's the, the fly ball rate was down. It's not like he was hitting more fly balls this year, which I felt like it was. And the strikeout rate, I thought he was striking out more this year than he was last year. That strikeout rate was down. The home runs were down, obviously, too. But it's like, I'm just confused on, okay, what does Jake Cronenworth need to do? Because I thought one thing going in before looking at the numbers, like, yeah, okay, be more of a line drive guy, use the opposite field, don't try to launch stuff, stay within yourself. And I could still see that because, like, visually, the numbers might not see it, but it's like, yeah, he wasn't staying in himself, especially early on. So, yeah, you can try to change that and be yourself the whole season. But the numbers, I mean, the numbers don't lie. The numbers say, is he, like, results-wise, was he being something that he was not? You know, it's, it's just, it's a little confusing with Cronenworth. I'm going to take a look at his baseball savant page here and see what shows up there. Um, let's see. So fielding value is a little bit below average at 41 percentile. Whiff rate, he doesn't strike out. Like, it's really good. But when you look at baseball savant, there's a lot of blue with the batting in 2023. Uh, X slug, X batting average, uh, Woba, X Woba, exit velocity, 16th percentile, not hitting the ball as hard, uh, not getting, not getting a lot of barrel, barrel rate, 12th percentile, hard hit percentage, 15th percentile. Like it's not good. Like he needs to hit the ball harder, but I'm not a hitting coach. So it's hard for me to be like, okay, hit the ball harder. That's what you need to do. Well, you think he's not trying to hit the ball hard? Like. Of course, he's trying to hit the ball hard. I don't really know what he needs to to change. Um, it's pretty much hope. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot this offseason, talking about certain players and just the Padres overall. We just got to hope that the numbers can turn around next year. Because um, I know he's he's working his butt off to try to get better. I mean, I hear things about how he... He's like the, when Tommy Pham was here, I think it was him and Cronenworth were like the hardest workers there. Uh, I forget where I read that, but I think I read that this season. Something about Cronenworth was like the second hardest worker behind Tommy Pham. Um, and he's always trying to get better. Um, and he was pissed off. And he, he mentioned to Kevin Acey during the season, I forget what, what, uh, what month it was, but he was mentioning how, yeah, like, Maybe I am caring too much or I'm trying too hard. Uh, but then like Xander Bogarts, he was telling the media as well, like, is it a bad thing to, to, to be 
caring too much? Is it a bad thing to try too hard? Like, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're you want to be trying. You you want us to care a lot, right? Like, I think that's what Xander's point was. And maybe that's what Crony's kind of point is. Like, we want these guys to care. We, we, we bash these guys when they don't put in the extra work. They don't do the little things. But then it could be a negative sometimes if you're you're working too much and maybe trying to change things too much instead of just letting it come, you know, because when you're working too hard and then you get in the box and you're pressing, oh, these guys are pressing, stop pressing. Okay, well, if they stop pressing, then we're going to, some might say, no, you need to keep trying. You need to try harder. It's not working. So you need to keep trying other things. And so it's, it's, it's a balance. Um, so we'll see. And positionally with Crony, yeah, he, he should probably be going back to second base. And the best, what is the best defense for this Padres team? If it's Manny, Xander, Kim, and Cronenworth as the four infielders, because those guys are under contract, and right now those are going to be the four infielders for 2024. On opening day, it might be Kim at third and Bogarts at short and Crony at second and whoever they bring in to be a bat, uh, a, a first base, first base bat. Um, that guy will be playing first base on opening day, let's say, because maybe Manny isn't ready in for the Korea couple games against the Dodgers and he's DHing only. But when Manny's back at third, Manny at third, is it Kim at short, Crony at second, Bogarts at first? Is it Kim at short, Bogarts at second? And Crony at first, because Crony's more familiar at first base, obviously, than someone like Xander Bogarts, than anyone that's in that infield right now. So, like, like what is the – because Crony's value defensively goes down when he goes and plays first base. And Hassan Kim's value, where does that go? Between second and short, does Hassan Kim's value increase when he goes to shortstop compared to second? Is it around the same if he's at second base? What about Bogarts? If he goes to second, would his value decrease? But Kim's value is increasing. So does it like level off a little bit? That's obviously something that I'm going to be looking at in the offseason and going into spring training, which guys are playing what positions. Does Crony show a willingness? I think I said this on my offseason wish list earlier this week. Crony, maybe show a willingness because you already got your money show a willingness to be an outfield um, emergency guy. I'm not saying be like, go into to Bomel's office and be like, I want to play the outfield now. I don't want to go play second base or first base or any infield spot. I want to be an outfielder now. I'm not saying that, and I'm not expecting him to be like that. But he already has that seven-year extension that starts this coming season in 2024, $80 million. You know, move. Be willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm not saying he isn't. Because if you made me put together a top five list on guys that care the most about winning and doing whatever it takes to help the team win, Jake Cronenworth would be definitely in the top five on this Padres team. Who are the other guys? I don't know. Um, I'd say Musgrove. I would say Nick Martinez. Um. You probably got to throw Tatis in there because he he had the surgeries. Now, this was probably because he messed up in 2022, so he kind of had to do this, but he he 
It's not like it didn't seem like he was begging to be in the infield. He worked his butt off to be a great right fielder, great outfielder, and now he's going to go win the gold glove. Um, you know, had the surgeries, all that. Looked like he put in the work and it paid off. I think you'd put Tatis in there probably. I I feel like I'm obligated to put Manny in there because because this is a guy that when the Padres were mathematically eliminated, or not mathematically eliminated, but they were it. What, what's the word for it? Immathematically eliminated, not mathematically eliminated. He, and it was a very long shot of them making the postseason. He continued to play because he's like, my job is to go out there and play baseball. We're not out of it officially, and I'm going to play till we're officially out of it. My elbow hurts like heck right now but I'm going to continue to play because that's my job. And that's just who I am. I need to have my bat in this lineup. I want to help this team. So probably put Manny in there. Um, but he's, he, he would not be, at least for me, he would not be number one on the list. I would probably put Crony ahead. I would put uh, Musgrove probably ahead. Nick Martinez has been willing to do whatever. Seth Lugo technically is like going to be a free agent now, but he would probably be up there. Um. So, what was my point? Just, just Crony's willingness to maybe try some outfield in the off season, you know, just because I think that can only help him. Like, if he wants to stay in the lineup, the Padres are probably better off by getting someone that is a better power threat to play first base. And Kim, maybe Crony moves back to the infield in twenty twenty four, or excuse me, twenty twenty five, if Kim leaves or something, right? But Bogarts is staying in the infield. Kim is staying in the infield. You want Kim in the lineup every day. And the Padres, they're not going to give up on Jake. They probably want him in the lineup every day. So how are they going to do that? Are you? Are we just going to hope that the, the bigger guys in the lineup, they just step up more next year and you run out the same guys? You keep Grisham. You keep Tatis. You have Soto, uh, Manny, Bogarts, Kim, Cronenworth. You bring in a back. Um, what if they, so they keep Gary, maybe campy, you're just running that back and you're expecting to have, you know, to, to be a, a hundred win team now. Like, I just don't know if I see that. Um, and I would be, I'll say this, I would definitely be more comfortable with a, a power first, first baseman. Like that's, that's what this team does not have. And, uh, so some people, they want to give up on Crony, terrible contract. They didn't need to do it, all that. But you got to remember the circumstances, what he was coming off of. He was coming off of being a very big part in, where the, in the Padres getting to the 2022 NLCS, right? And he's one of the leaders on the team. Like he, he, he has put himself in that role going into the 2023 season. That's what he did. And he was viewed as one of the big guys on this team, right? He was. It's a, fa it's a fact. He was. And this year, yeah, not a good start. It was, it's not even a good start to the extension because, again, the extension starts in 2024. But it was a, definitely a disappointing year. And his offensive numbers continue to go down. But if there's someone that I could bet on that will bounce back, someone that will not just give up and be like, no, I have my money. I'm just not going to. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because it got me the money, right? Like some other people 
in this franchise's history have done. Um, if there's one guy I could bet on that will be willing to do whatever, I would bet on Jake Cronenworth as one of those guys on this Padres roster to do that. So, yeah, I'm hoping that maybe some more balls fall. Um, I don't know because, again, like when I was looking at the numbers, yeah, hit the ball harder. You look at his baseball savant page, and that's what you would come up with. Hit the ball harder. Higher exit velocity, hard hit percentage, barrel percent, barrel percentage, barrel up more balls. But how are you going to do that? I'm not a hitting. I'm not a hitting coach. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to get to the chat here in a minute, but first wanted to take a quick break here. Tell you some more about Underdog Fantasy. I want to tell you about the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's Underdog Fantasy. They have great pick'em games and best ball tournaments. In pickup games, just pick higher or lower on two to five players' stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can go cross-team, cross-league, and even cross-sport. Best ball revolves around the draft, which is what every fan loves the most about fantasy, and it eliminates the hassle of having to manage your roster all season long, resulting in a fun and easy fantasy product. How does it work exactly? You enter a contest where you participate in a snake draft against other users. That lineup that you drafted competes against every other draft in the entire contest. The better the combined performance of your team, the more money you win. After your lineup is all played, Underdog will take the best performing players and automatically set them as your starting lineup. That's it. No waivers, no trades, no worrying about who to start or sit. After you complete your draft, your part is done. Underdog Fantasy offers best ball in a variety of ways, including daily contests, weekly contests, playoff contests, and season-long contests. You can either enter into these and compete against thousands of other entrants for huge prizes, or if you'd like, you can enter into a private draft with friends and family to compete for a smaller prize pool. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Sign up now by clicking the link in the description or by using the promo code TALKINGFRIERS and you'll double your first deposit up to $100 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of $10 or more. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free. If you deposit $10, you get $10 free. All right, before I get to the chat, I did want to go through the months of Jake Cronenworth's offensive season here. April, March, so first month of the year, 28 games, 220 average, 298 on base percentage, 728 OPS. May, he had a 665 OPS. June, he had a 557 OPS. July, he had a 753 OPS. August, 752. Obviously, didn't play in September. He had the injury, got hit on the wrist, right? What what was the official injury? It was, hang on, Cronenworth. If I go on MLB.com, it'll show me. So hold on one second. Is, was, did they say thumb or wrist? Yeah, right wrist fracture at the end of August. And he was just activated from the IL. It's it. The season's over, but it's weird. MLB.com listed him as a shortstop there. So 
I don't think that's the Padres that do that. I think that's just MLB.com, some random generator for numbers because the dude didn't – he was a first baseman this year. That's weird. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, just offensively, the middle of that year for him, it was bad. I mean, May, 665 OPS and 557 in June. 189 average in May, 214 average in June, 253 average in July, and just the home runs weren't there. That's not who Crony is, though. Like, he's not someone that you should expect to go hit 30 home runs a year. Again, that's why, like, moving to first base, of course, his value is going to plummet because that's not who he is. Like, he's a second baseman. And and can play shortstop as well. We know he can play short, but that's who he, he's not a first baseman. Um, and the Padres, they tried make him, making him into a first baseman, and maybe they'll try to make him into a first baseman again in 2024 because Bogarts doesn't want to move there closer to the bench. Even though, Bogey, go look at Bryce Harper with the Phillies, right? See how the Phillies are having success right now? They're actually playing in the postseason. They're playing a game later today. Bryce Harper... He went and played first base. He wanted to play first base so he could be on the field, help his team win. He didn't view it as, oh, no, I'm closer to the bench. So just more, I want more guys that are willing to do whatever, especially when they already have their money. Um, so, yeah, I just with Cronenworth, I think it's impossible to talk about his 2023 season and talk about his future without mentioning the positions. And what position will he play? What position he played last year and what effect maybe that had um because there was probably a lot like he probably focused more on defense at times than offense and then his offense struggles and then he has to go into you know overdrive and you know pressing offensively trying to get his numbers back up he just signed this big contract coming off of last season and he just doesn't like losing he's a competitor and he's having a crap year so yeah they were definitely probably a lot of pressing going on there with Crony and with a lot of guys on this team. But the power numbers still need to improve. Like, it, it's it's in the middle. I'm not saying I expect him to hit 35 home runs, but he's got to be better than hitting two home runs in uh, June and July in a 51-game period hitting two home runs. You know? Like, that's it's got to be better. Same thing with Xander Bogarts. I think I mentioned that yesterday or maybe the off-season wish list, but I'll do a Bogart season review, obviously. Like, it just needs to be better. Um, and so looking at the Savant page, like solution for Cronoworth or the problem, I should say, barrel more balls. Like, he did not hit enough balls on the barrel, um, did not hit enough balls hard enough. Um, and sometimes when you hit the ball hard, it's going to find a glove. But he did not hit the ball hard enough this season is what I saw there. Even though the ground ball rate, the fly ball rate, the strikeout rate, all that stuff, it was pretty similar to 2022. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, before getting to the chat, just want to remind you all, you can use my code SeatGeek, uh, my code on SeatGeek. Talking Friars, $20 off your order there. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, click the link in the description, or you can use my code TalkingFriars for a 100% deposit match up to $100. Breaking tea, 
Sportswag.com and click the link in the description. There are some great San Diego Sportswag, Padres, Aztecs, Wave. Again, San Diego Wave, they play this weekend, uh, their final regular season home match of the year, and then they've got the playoffs coming up in November at Snapdragon. So stay tuned for the information there on playoff tickets. Uh, Gaglionbros.com, uh, their main location is on Friars Road. Got the website description. The website is in the description. Great cheesesteaks, garlic fries, available at Petco Park during the Padres season at Snapdragon Stadium. Again, Fr Friars Road is their main spot, so you can go there for lunch or you want some dinner. Go there. Great, great spot. Tell the folks over there that Ben Fadden Talking Friars sent you there. And FOCO, click the link in the description for FOCO if you want to check them out. Some cool Padres bobbleheads and collectibles. Some people maybe are watching or listening to the show that aren't from San Diego, so they weren't able to go get those Padres bobbleheads from this past season. Well, FOCO can hook you up with some Padres bobbleheads. So feel free to go click the link in the description there. All right. Getting to the chat here. If you want to join the show, by the way, I always give that opportunity. Click that link. That is pinned up at the top of the chat. I know I'm throwing just a bunch of links at you, but if you're interested in some of these links in the description, if you want to join the show, you can click the link that's pinned up at the top of the chat. If you want to make sure I get to your comment or your question or your question on shows, you can use the super chat button and you can use the super thanks button as well. Um, if you're watching it on replay or you're watching some other videos that I post on YouTube, you can use that super thanks button. I will see it. I will definitely thank you, um, and I will get to your comment or your question if you have one attached to that. All right, Devin says, Manny and Crony had a similar situation, except Crony was extended during the season. As for Crony, overall in the season, he was just as disappointing as Manny. Sucks to say, because I love him. Yeah, I mean, Crony and Musgrove, those guys are my favorite players in Musgrove. It was disappointing because a little bit of a slow start and then the injuries. And with Crony, just that the, yeah, the injury at the, the end was disappointing. But just the season overall, it, it, yeah, it sucked. Especially coming off of 2022 and what he was able to do in the postseason. It just needs to be better, for sure. Um, Iris says, Jake is a second baseman. If you're going to move them around position to position like a pawn, he's never going to get comfortable again and just continuing downhill. I think that the moving around is probably going to stop I mean, I hope it stops after this coming season because then Hassan Kim's future will be more clarified. Well, but then Jackson Merrill's coming up. And so is Merrill just going to go play shortstop once Kim leaves? I think that's what would happen. Would they have Bogart to play second base or would they have him go play first base and they have Crony play second? You know, would they make Bogarts go play first base because they have Merrill coming up? Or would they have Merrill go to the outfield? Would they have Merrill play second and have Cronenworth at first and Bogart still at short? If Kim goes like, I don't know what's going to happen. So maybe the, the infield shuffling is going to continue, but yes, I agree. Having people know where they're going to play. There's a comfort in that. Just like I think having people know where they're going to hit in the lineup. There's a comfort to that as well. Um, Devin says, I think the crony first base experiment failed from an offensive perspective. Defensively though, I will say he was pretty solid. Yeah, I think the numbers for him defensively, I think Savant has that, right? Let me pull that up again. I think the numbers, excuse me, I think the numbers 
don't look at him in a terrible light defensively. But it wasn't great either. Yeah, it was like it was around average fielding run value. Don't really know a ton what that is, but fielding run value, um, it says 41st percentile. So there's definitely those that are better than him, but there are those that are worse than him for sure. Um, it did say his outs above average range defensively was 33rd percentile, which isn't that great. Uh, the arm strength's not, but he was playing first base, so there's not a lot of you know, ways to judge the arm strength there. Um, yeah, he's not the best defensive first baseman, but he's not a first baseman. And Tatis, yeah, he was great defensively in right field, but going and playing right field when you have a lot of speed, you're very athletic, all of that, that's different. And he had a little bit of outfield experience before this as well. That's different than Jake Cronenworth going over, who is a shortstop, second baseman, middle infielder. He's played first before, but goes over there and plays first base like full-time now. That's a lot to ask. Uh, not everyone is Fernando and just goes over to a new position and excels at it and goes and wins a gold glove. So maybe the Padres are um, thinking or banking that this next season, if they have Crony go play first base, it's going to be better and he's going to keep improving. Um, but yeah, people, if there's any, I'm not saying a bunch of Padres fans have this thought in mind, but if there's anyone that has these expectations and wants to try to compare Crony to Pete Alonzo or Freddie Freeman or uh, the top first baseman in the league, you shouldn't be doing that because that's unfair to Jake Cronenworth because those guys are not the same players. They're not. Um, Devin says, I hope the Padres can find an actual first baseman that slugs and hits power consistently. Crony is simply not a power hitting guy. He's more like a gap to gap line drive hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Finding, finding an actual first baseman would be good, but then what's going to happen that then that creates questions like, Hassan Kim, are you trading him for a power hitting first baseman? Um, is someone going to take the Cronenworth contract? Uh, what's happening there? Are you trading Merrill for someone? Like, what's happening? How are you going to get that power hitting power hitting first baseman if you get it in free agency? Okay, then what does that mean for your other infielders? Um, let's see. Going through the chat here. Uh, Irie says, you know, Manny is not going to want to be a DH all year. He's going to want to get back to third base ASAP. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And when he's ready, he'll be playing third base, of course. But he shouldn't be rushed. Yeah, don't rush yourself, Manny. Padres, don't rush him. Hassan Kim can play third base. Like, it's fine. The most important thing is Manny getting back fully healthy and Manny being in the lineup, right? Uh, Irie says, if we don't land Cody Bellinger, I see Fernando going to center and making Trent a defensive replacement and then require acquiring a solid corner outfielder via trade or free agency. Yeah, Cody Bellinger, I definitely don't see them landing Cody Bellinger. I think Cody Bellinger is going to get paid. And I don't think that would be smart, by the way, for the Padres to go give Cody Bellinger $200 million or whatever he's going to be asking for. Um, no. Because you have guys, you have someone that can go play 
center field in Fernando, who has wanted to play center field. You think he's not going to work his butt off to be a good defensive center fielder? Yes. And you have people that can play center field if you still have Tatis and Wright. You have Grish that can play center field. Yeah, offensively, you know what's there. You know what you're going to get probably, right? Some home runs, more home runs than Jose Zokar, but it's still probably going to be underwhelming offensively, right? You have Jose Zokar that could play center field. If you trade Trent Grisham, you can bring in a defensive first center fielder like Jackie Bradley Jr., someone like that. That's going to be a free agent. You can make a small trade for someone. You know, like there's options there where you don't have to spend big on someone like Cody Bellinger when the priority probably should be on the starting rotation first, maybe catching, first base. But then maybe the Padres would say, no, first base shouldn't really be the priority because of our situation. Like, because if we go make first base our priority, then we, I mean, we paid Jake Cronenworth, so what are we going to do there? We make first base the priority. We bring in someone. Okay, now Crony, what are we doing? We're going to pay Jake Cronenworth $70, $80 million to have him sit on the bench, platoon him. I mean, with Ha-Sung Kim, like that's what we're going to do here. I don't know if they want to do that. And the payroll is expected to go down. I just don't see Cody Bellinger being in the Padres' plans. Devin says, Padres need to stop giving big money contracts to one player. It's time to sign fringe contracts to build the depth to help the lineup. Well, yes, building out depth is important as well, but not just not signing fringe players. Signing guys that you think you can get more out of, maybe that other teams haven't, I guess. But yeah, don't give multi-year contracts to guys that are you know, 36, 37 that are limited in what they can do that, you know, is limiting Bob Melvin in the decisions that he can make, right? Like the connect between Bowmel and Preller, it needs to be better in this offseason. Um, Bowmel getting guys that can, getting guys on his roster to manage that he actually wants on the roster um, that play into how he likes to manage. Um, and getting everyone involved, right? Um, let's see. Kirsten, Kirsten's been big on Reese Hoskins. I've seen this multiple times. Move Cronenworth back to second. Go get Hoskins. Okay, then I ask, what are you doing with Xander Bogarts? Because you want Hassan Kim to play, right? Or are you trading Hassan Kim and you're having Cronenworth play second? getting Reese Hoskins, who, by the way, why would he want to go be with the Padres over the Philadelphia Phillies? When Phillies fans love him, he loves the Phillies. Bryce Harper probably doesn't want to be playing first base full-time, and would he probably wants Reese Hoskins to be a Philly still, so he'd be willing to go back to the outfield for that, um, and Hoskins going back and play first base. Like, Why would Hoskins want to come to the Padres over the Phillies? Unless the Phillies like don't want it back, but I just don't see that happening. Um, but yeah, like again, like moving these guys, moving Cronenworth back to second, so you get hot. Let's say they get Hoskins. How much is that going to cost? And that's going to be that's going to help you trim the payroll. If you get Hoskins, are you trading Soto 
to like compensate for that so you can keep the payroll going lower. Um, Austin Kim, are you moving him if Hoskins is in here and Cronenworth's at second? Are you making Cronenworth um, and Hos- excuse me, Cronenworth and Kim? You're just going to platoon those guys? You're going to still have Bogarts play every day at shortstop? Like, there's questions there if you go get because Hoskins, he's going to want to be here long term as well. So, you want to give another long term contract out? Yeah, Devin. This offseason, I will. I'll get into the the first baseman free agent options. Yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah, CJ Crone, Irie. That's I know you keep bringing that guy up. CJ Crone, he is someone that the Padres could show interest in because he's a power first base bat. He can DH. Yeah, they could just bring back Garrett Cooper if they want to. Um, I don't think he would cost a whole lot. So there are options. And they could just have Cooper, you know, bring him in and have him DH a little bit, have him be on the bench when they have Cronoworth and Kim in the lineup. They could have Cronoworth turn more into a Chris Taylor type or um, maybe. I know that people are people will be like, oh, you don't trade Ha-Sun Kim. And I'm on that side as well. Like, you don't trade Ha-Sun Kim. But the Padres might look at it as, well, the Korea series is already locked down. So it's not we're not going to be like, okay, we're not trading Hassan Kim for two games in Korea. Um, and they might be like, well, we can go get a power-heading first baseman that can allow us to have Cronenworth go to second base. Hassan Kim, trade him while his value's high. You could still get something back for him because he's a free agent at the end of the year. We don't see him being with the Padres long-term because of the other guys that we've already locked up here. And he probably wants to start somewhere and get his money somewhere. Here is not that place. So, yeah, I mean, it's logical for the Padres to think that, yeah, trading Hassan Kim is probably something that they should think about. Uh, but if you're trying to win in 2024, I think Hassan, Kim's make, Hassan Kim helps you win baseball games in 2024. He does. So we'll see. I'd like to have Reese Hoskins on the team, but what is that going to cost? What is that going to mean for other guys on the roster? There's a lot of questions. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this offseason. So I know we kind of went in a different direction, not just Jake Cronenworth's season review, but talking about the future, obviously. But uh, that'll do it here. Episode 488, Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. If you're listening on YouTube, or excuse me, if you're listening on the podcast platforms or you're watching on YouTube, replay live, I appreciate that. Thank you for downloading on the podcast platforms, for subscribing, liking on YouTube. I appreciate the support, and I'll probably be back tomorrow with another player review. See ya.